0: Welcome to Crush Fictionally. And I would say, did you miss us? But I think the most Larry David answer to did you miss us would be "Mm -hmm. not really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's Larry David
0: so much excited as just
2: i don't think so
0: (laughs) i don't think so i don't think so i'm excited though i'm seeing you right now why do
2: i need to miss you i'm seeing you now there's no reason to miss you
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey that is exactly what he would say I think it is verbatim what's probably come up in one of the recent <laughs> yep. episodes, so Brian is right on. Well, welcome to Crush Fictionally, everybody. Uh, you could guess that we are talking about one of at least our favorite characters, uh, the fictionalized version of Larry David, who apparently is not too far from who he wants to be in real life. So I'm excited to talk about Larry and career Your so Enthusiasm
1: excited. and some of our favorite moments out of it. I'm so excited All I can say is first of all Thank you Michelle for turning me on to Curb Your Enthusiasm You were the one who finally pushed me Yeah you finally pushed I feel like there's only a few people in my life That I take watch recommendations from And you're one of them Uh, 10 out of 10 always have a good recommendation But truly like you got me into Curb Your Enthusiasm And I don't know what took me so long In fact I still can't believe there's 11 seasons of Curb Your enthusiasm, which is crazy. Growing up, I was a huge Seinfeld fan, if you can believe it. Like probably too young to understand, but as I watch <laughs> it now, older, I don't know about you two, Jeff, Brian, Michelle, but as I watch it now, it's even funnier to me now. Like some of the situations that uh, again were too adult for me as a child. I didn't understand, like uh, Elaine, for example, um, losing her. <laughs> What? Oh, shit. What is it called? Uh, Michelle, the what, what, device what? women put up uh, oh, the, the sponge The she yeah.
0: has to decide whether the guy is sponge worthy. I just yeah. I'm going back and watching all the Seinfeld episodes on, on Netflix because I can. And I think season seven is like, is so far my favorite because there's just so much there's so much craziness that happens. Um, it's so good. Yeah, it's. I don't think I appreciated it when I watched it the first time, and now it's so much funnier. Than-
2: Same. Uh, during Seinfeld's heyday, I definitely I wasn't into it. It just went over my head. And
3: mm. um, mm-hmm.
2: during the time that I would have really been into Seinfeld, I was living in China, and I was watching a lot of like Simpsons and Family Guy and <laughs> South Park and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, I you know like everything I do see about Seinfeld today, I absolutely love it. But it was really. Curb Your Enthusiasm, which, uh, shout out to my buddy Dave Davidson, he plays in a band called Revocation. They're on tour now. Um, He was the one that turned me on to Curb. He would just... Like, you got a friend to you know, think t-
1: there's always a friend yeah, to think
2: indeed Dave and Davidson I, I just, yeah I just <laughs> fell in love with that show uh, and I, I absolutely love it And can relate to everything in a yes! terrible way I can relate yes! to everything that yes. uh that comes out of Larry David's mouth I think I just have the filter between my brain and my mouth to not actually say it
0: but I wish uh, that I could say those things that he says or do those things that he does sometimes which we'll, uh, I'm sure I we'll think- talk about more
1: Before we get into that, we are so excited to be back. It's your girls, Michelle Veray and Kimberly Trung, and we are so excited to welcome back, if you remember him, I'm sure you do, Chef Brian Sow. Welcome, (gasps) Chef
3: Brian. New York in the house. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. East
1: Coast represent. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) bobby flay slayer bobby Uh,
2: flay slayer oh Oh, man i mean
1: i can't get over that i still can't get over that to this day but we are talking larry david today and uh uh the man the myth the legend larry david let's go ahead and formally start this show
3: (laughs)
0: welcome back to crush fictionally i guess we're calling this the best of larry david because everything these days is coming up larry david he's in a super bowl ad he's got a documentary coming up that we'll talk about we just talked about seinfeld and george is based on his real life experiences so it's really interesting that larry david i don't know he's everywhere these days
1: he is everywhere these days. He's also going to be, if you uh, folks, if you're in Los Angeles, you can go see him live at the Netflix is a Joke Festival. The tickets are cool. crazy expensive, Michelle. <laughs> we were like, let's we go. We looked and we laughed, laughed. And we were and like, laughed. Nah. we, we totally we had a Larry David moment, didn't we? We were just like,
2: uh, I can um. I can I can watch that on YouTube later. You know?
3: Who, who would
2: who, who would pay for who would pay for that?
3: That's I
0: like... pay for HBO. Why do I gotta pay yeah. for the tickets yeah. to hear you talk about the HBO? I already paid for ridiculous
2: amount of money for tickets.
1: <laughs> Brian, your impression's pretty damn good. It's really good, you guys. <laughs> if you
0: weren't paying pretty attention, pretty to you didn't our know intro. I was
2: I was one percent Jewish. <laughs> I'm one percent Jewish. You didn't know that.
1: Uh, I believe you i now believe you i wasn't sure before but now i know <laughs> Thanks. I, i'm
2: uh, I, I am a little under the weather i've been having this stubborn sore throat so i think that's what's helping with the oh, the raspiness yes. you know the, the <laughs> uh, you know the,
0: <laughs> the but i like that help. i think it helps with the exasperation the frustration in your voice yeah just very very david
3: <laughs> That's so um, true. Speaking
0: of the opposite of frustration, we are so excited to have Chef Brian sat with us today. If you guys are not watching his YouTube channel, what are you doing with your lives? I mean. What you doing? Come on. Come what on. What are
2: you guys doing? He's yeah. got a new
0: series. New series called Pro Chef Reacts. I think you are doing, it's very meta, as Kim and I were talking about the other day. Yeah. reacting to,
3: what's his Uncle Uncle Roger. Roger? Uncle Roger. I'm also call him Uncle Gary. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was like Asian on Asian comedy. This (laughs) is Asian on Asian comedy. I think he's hilarious. I think you're hilarious. So you Uh, guys check out Pro Chef Reacts, uh, Brian's YouTube channel. And. By the time you listen to this episode, (gasps) there is going to be some uh, exciting news. And I should have worn my sandwich t-shirt today, um, (laughs) but there is a new spot opening up: the Mission Sandwich Social. So come in
2: this spring, twenty twenty-two. In Subs, we trust, baby. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Oh my god!
1: Oh my god!
2: (gasps) Yep. So, look us up at Mission Sandwich on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, everywhere. By the time this episode comes out, we will, all the socials will be up. Check it out. Be sure to follow. Making a lot of deliciousness. Can't
1: wait. Uh,. I just feel like this is uh, so appropriate that we're talking about, like, uh, sandwich shops and, like, food. <laughs> like, I, my head immediately goes to Soup Nazi. And I don't know if, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, of course, like, you, like the idea of standing in line in New York for, like, amazing insert, you know, food item here sounds so wildly accurate and relatable. I've, I don't think I've ever... Actually, have I? I probably have stood in line in New York for For some something. Yeah, for food. I feel like I've definitely stood in line. We
0: must have stood in line for food. I know I've definitely stood in line for a sandwich.
3: (laughs) But
1: if you have not seen the Soup Nazi episode, folks, uh, for Seinfeld, Seinfeld, I mean, have you even lived? Do you even know what life is? (laughs) Because it's so funny and it's so relatable. And I think this is a perfect segue into our Larry David episode. because one of the things that um, I think Michelle and I have been questioning as we watch Curb Your Enthusiasm is what is it that we like about Larry David? He clearly has a, a very polarizing personality some people love him some people hate him Mm -hmm. but to me i'm drawn to him because i find him so relatable in a lot of ways do i always agree with everything he does no but like we were talking about earlier i think michelle you said it sometimes i want to say the things that he's saying yeah but i don't have i don't have the i don't have the balls to do that um but anyway, I I obviously the three of us are Larry David fans, but I understand why someone would be like, no, I can't watch that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've definitely I can't watch it. Uh, I've definitely and uh, Brian knows Todd Cadley. Uh, shout out to our other shout new out Todd
1: Todd.
0: Uh, but he and I were talking about Curb Your Enthusiasm not too long ago, and he's like, I, that show stresses me out, and I was like, oh, does it? <laughs> and so I feel like Larry's character, or maybe just Curb in general. And I don't know if this applies to Seinfeld either for other people, but it, there is no in between. You either like it or you hate it. I don't think there's like a, uh, I watch it casually. I think you just you're either one end of the spectrum or not. It
2: it, it definitely um uh can make you cringe really hard. You know, <laughs> right. like for me, that's like that's the best part of it. I'm just like, oh, I can't believe this is happening right now, but. Yeah, you know some of the things that larry david says just reminds me of my dad and as i <laughs> get older and older i am and i slowly morph into my father more and more mm. I, i'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know what yeah i totally get you larry like yeah i would mm-hmm. i would i would say that too i would think that too <laughs> yeah
1: it, for sure it, it- Is it so like, I feel like Curb Your Enthusiasm is in the same vein. I think, Michelle, you said this of it's always sunny uh, in Philadelphia. (laughs) These kinds of comedies, right? A little
0: bit. Yeah. Where you've got people who are not. And Kim and I were talking about this earlier, Brian, before you uh, hopped on the call, which is like, he's not really a hero. I mean, maybe to some people he is, but he's not really an anti-hero either. <laughs> like,
2: he's not doing anything <laughs> yeah. for, he's, like, he's, good reason. He, he's yeah. just a piece of shit. I mean, that, that's what it is. He's, like, a piece of shit human being, but the thing is... Not, though. Sometimes he's not. He's but a, a well-meaning... Thing. He's a well-meaning piece of shit human being that, like, you <laughs> sympathize with but you sympathize with him because he's well-meaning, but the way he goes about it is just like the worst way you could ever go about solving any problem or dealing with any situation.
1: And it's
0: funny that you say that because there have been in the recent seasons, Brian, you and I were kind of chatting about that now I, now that you've said that I'm starting to question myself because there's episodes that I watch where I go, Oh yeah, I would, I would do that. (laughs) I would totally do that. And Mm -hmm. he's fully committed to doing like just going down this rat hole of, and he's just like, "Oh
1: man, (laughs) Larry, it's such a mess." It's so funny because, like, uh, again, uh, you love him or you hate him, but like, what is it that we love about Larry David? Is it his like blunt honesty? Is it the fact that he's saying all the things that are on our minds, or is it that we can relate to some of the faux pas that he's committed? What exactly, I mean, for you, Michelle, Brian, like what is it that like pulls you in when it comes to the old Larry David?
0: I think for me, like I'm a big like root for the underdog. And I just always feel like there's this element of like, he's maybe Brian you were kind of alluding to this like he's good intention like he's always trying to do the right thing and it just kind of gets (laughs) mucked up in a very like human way and I always like I always am rooting for him which is very funny because I find George Costanza on Seinfeld so annoying and and polarizing to me that I never root for him which is ironic because (laughs) yeah you know that's based uh, off of him based off of Larry David's real life um in New York (laughs) just I root for him every time and usually when he gets to the end of an episode or an end of the season and something doesn't work out because he's messed up so badly I am entertained but I also am like oh I just I like foiled again like man I just am wanting for everything to like come out roses for him and it never does but i'm always rooting for him every time even when he sends Des says the most the most cringeworthy things <laughs> i still kind of rooting for him but that's just yeah. me well
2: no yeah he he's definitely well intentioned he wants to do the right thing but then there's you know i mentioned earlier you know i was joking that he's a piece of shit but <laughs> um but the reason why i say that he's a piece of shit is because Yes, he's well-intentioned up until the point that it is inconvenient to him or if it embarrasses <laughs> yeah. him or yeah. if it's uh, – yeah, if it inconveniences him, if it's uh, embarrassing and or uh, – um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if uh,
1: – Not if advantageous it doesn't go, for him?
2: Yeah, if it's not advantage- advantageous yep. for him in some way. So then the true colors – start to show right like his default (laughs) yeah like you wouldn't yeah
0: like Larry David is like the opposite of your ride or die right like you wouldn't want to have a friend like Larry unless maybe like he and Jeff have a good relationship but yeah he's not the kind of guy you would call on and I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler but uh, I think it's in the latest season he's supposed to go to a funeral and (laughs) he uh, things happen he gets stuck in traffic and so he calls someone and says hey I'm not they're like where are you we're all here and he's like yeah I'm just I'm not gonna make it. I can't sit in this traffic. I can't sit in this traffic and then get there late. And there's just something so like, we've all been in those scenarios where you're going somewhere where you probably don't wanna go. And then, (laughs) but you know, it would be wrong for you not to go. And the fact that he, the reason that he gives is because of traffic. And of course, everybody finds out and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Larry? (laughs) Like, how could you not come to this guy's funeral? because of traffic are you kidding me like and it just turns into a thing and he's like well i just it was a lot of
2: traffic yeah exactly
1: (laughs) this is the perfect segue we need to get right into these our favorite larry david moments folks we are gonna tell you our favorite curb your enthusiasm larry david moments and uh Let's quickly, like, go around and uh, tell our favorite moments. And, of course, our guest of honor, Chef Brian, you go first. What is your favorite Larry David moment?
2: Uh, my favorite Larry David moment is from very, very, very early on in the series. Yes. Season yes. one, oh. Porno Gill. <laughs> the por- <laughs> Porno episode where... Oh. The whole reason why so Porno Gill is somebody that he uh uh they go to the same country, uh, the same golf club or something like that, and then he meant to call somebody, he accidentally calls Porno Gill, and then Porno <laughs> Gill invites him to a party, and rather than saying like oh I called the wrong person, he just goes along with it because it's <laughs> yeah. more convenient, and he decides to go to Porno Gill's party. <laughs> That's like a perfect, perfect example of, of, you know, the situations he puts himself in. And then, you know, he tells his wife, oh, we have to go to Porno Gill's party now. And his wife goes, we already have dinner plans. And he's like, we'll just go for 10 minutes. You know, it's more convenient for him to drag his wife to a party <laughs> after dinner rather than just like call back and be like I can't make it and disappoint somebody so he's willing to disappoint the people closest to him because he knows that they'll still to love him face. at the end of the day yeah to save mm-hmm. face right yeah and he's um,
0: willing to go down a path of like where it just piles on like instead of uh... just being like oh, I we can't make it or we have other plans. Sorry about that. Or I, I didn't mean to call you. Sorry. He just will keep going either with the lie or with the scenario, thinking that he's going to get out of it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> he mm-hmm. never does.
1: Mm-hmm. The piles-on effect of Curb Your Enthusiasm is out of control. Like... <laughs> it's out of control. If you really watch and analyze Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's pretty genius and the fact that one thing will always lead to another thing. It is it it's a domino effect of mistakes and what's so great about it is that they all get tied up in some mm-hmm. I mean Seinfeld mm-hmm. was great about this too where like every single storyline somehow tied together at the end or one affected the other or one affected all three or you three see others. like a character kind of jump between uh-huh. episodes or seasons or something like that yeah it's crazy but that to me i think uh is like i will i we haven't talked about it yet but i think the comedic genius behind larry david is is his ability uh to take the comedy and just uh you know like pour gasoline on it pour fire on it <laughs> you know what i mean but Th- not only pour
2: gasoline on it but dynamite like on top it with, but it, he ignites it not with a match he ignites it with like a fucking rocket launcher <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yes. i was gonna say a blowtorch but i love yeah. that you went rocket
1: launcher
2: because yeah. it's really
1: yeah. true anyway chef brian i interrupted your thought
3: what's oh, up
2: no, I was just going to say, actually, this segues perfectly because you talked about how um, everything kind of ties together. uh, You know, a lot of Curb and Seinfeld is a lot of situational crap that just happens along the way and snowballs and gets worse and worse. So, you know, earlier in the episode, uh, he's at the golf course and he's, you know, he's hitting balls and then someone comes next to him and they drop a ball and it rolls towards Larry. And then Larry just looks at him and you know the other guys looking back at him like you're gonna help me out like pick up this ball and uh larry just look goes back and like starts hitting golf balls and completely ignores the guy and obviously the guy's pissed off and it just comes back to bite him in the ass because on the way to porno gill's party (laughs) he gets lost and then lo and behold the person that is on the road that Uh he stops to get directions Mm -hmm. is this dude with the golf mm-hmm. balls, and he basically tells him like, "Oh, you don't remember me, do you?" Like, "Well, you know." And 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 Larry just makes it so much worse. So it's like he snowballs within a snowball. So <laughs> yes. he gets there, and mm-hmm. then rather than fess up and like, "I'm sorry," he's like, "Oh, my back hurts, so uh, that's why I couldn't get the ball for you." And the guy's like, "Oh, your back hurt? Oh, so you can go to this party, but you know, like your uh-huh. back hurts." Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy basically says, "You know, fuck off," and he drives away. <laughs> he's he's at porno gills party
3: <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: that's and the Larry other has genius to like play it out he's got to play all, along with the lie that his back hurts while he's at the party
3: yeah it's so the minute good you,
0: <laughs> the minute you said the name of the episode i was like I think that's the one where he doesn't bend down to pick up the golf ball <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah well well later so this guy at the golf course he's like going to light a cigar and he drops the lighter he drops the lighter and then Larry goes to get it. And then he's going for, it. he's like suddenly remembers that he said he has back pain. So he goes, Oh my back. <laughs> and <he goes> to- <laughs> it's just, it's just nonstop
1: it's uh it's pylons and callbacks so many callbacks right you're like oh man this person that larry did wrong earlier in the episode is definitely going to come back and give him his comeuppance in some way (laughs) it's wonderful to watch it's very formulaic which is very funny because we still want to watch Larry David screw up. We know what's going to happen. We feel it in our bones. We know that this, you know, whatever happens early on in the episode is going to come back to bite him by the end of the episode. Um, and I don't know. I think that's what makes Larry David magic. To be honest, yeah. like it, it, Seinfeld, very much a formula, very much a comedic formula, every episode. But there was something so ridiculous and maybe somewhat relatable about those four characters that we we saw a piece of ourselves in it. I love that you chose porno gill um season
0: <laughs> it's a, one it's a perfect a example i love that it's season one i love that we're talking about like i think every single season which i love about the show is that they're they sometimes take a wild they'll be like a wild common or a wild like side side story and it always plays out even if it doesn't play out within that episode it'll play out later in the season and i think Mm -hmm. that that is kim to your point magic because i think that some shows and movies try and do that even if it's maybe like not a comedy and it doesn't ever play out and you're left wondering like why did they tell us that one thing that never came back again but Mm -hmm. with larry Mm -hmm. it
1: always comes back always 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 it's fantastic um my pick is from season four michelle what pi- do you know what season you, yours
0: is from i do mine is from season 10 you go first season four
1: okay maybe we'll go in chronological
2: I'm actually order watching season four right now Ooh. i'm in the middle of it so i'm very oh. curious to hear your pick
1: okay don't worry it's early on in the season it's season four episode two and it's ben's birthday party yes! the title yes!
2: of the episode
1: so ben stiller is a guest on the in this season and uh boy this episode has everything that i personally haven't really given too much thought to but i i definitely have thought about so Larry David, he is cast in this music, musical for whatever godforsaken reason. Ben Stiller is uh, his castmate. They're both in the show. Uh, ben invites Larry to his birthday party coming up. Uh, and like the first thing that Larry David note uh, notes is like, oh, wait, your birth. When was your birthday? And Ben Stiller's like, <laughs> oh, two weeks ago. And Ben's like, or not Ben. Larry's like, you're having a birthday two weeks after your birthday? <laughs> Why are you having a birthday? It's so late. You've missed your birthday. <laughs> like, it's
3: just going
1: on on why it's too late to have a birthday party two weeks after your birthday. And anyway, Ben Stiller says to him something along the lines of like, okay, well, whatever. Like, uh, no gifts, no gifts. And, you know, okay. Larry Dave's like, all right, no gifts. So, of course, like, cut to, like, the birthday party. Him and Cheryl, Larry and Cheryl, his wife, show up. And there's a table of gifts. <laughs> and Larry's like, wait, I thought he said no gifts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's, I will say, has this ever happened? I love right? you. I have definitely gone to a party where someone says, please don't. I won't. Say what party it was, but it, it wasn't a birthday <laughs> party. But someone said, "Please don't bring any gifts," and I showed up. It was Kim's up. party.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: and it was, it was a, it was a thing, and people had brought so many gifts and I was, and luckily I did bring a gift and it was in the car for exactly that reason. Cause I thought if I show up without a gift, I look like such an a-hole for being the one
1: person who didn't bring a gift. Oh my God, Michelle, you're Larry David. I am Larry David. I am Larry David. uh, That is so funny. So I already am laughing because I'm like, Those people who say no gifts, do they really mean it, right? Do they really mean no gifts? That's something I always think about because if I say no gifts, I actually mean it. But there are probably people out there who are like, oh, I don't want people to feel like they have to go out their way, but bring me a gift. Um, No gifts, but bring me a gift, right? So anyway, I'm already laughing. Then to make matters worse, at the birthday party, uh, there are hors d'oeuvres going around and uh one of the hors d'oeuvres is on a skewer so like larry david gets <laughs> gets this like kebab skewer right and he eats the skewer but now he's like i don't know where to put this skewer stick the toothpick i don't know where to put this like he like won't let go of the fact that he can't get rid of the skewer there's no place to put it down there's no trash he's like oh, where, where do i get rid of this and <laughs> just a line that he says where he's like I'm like an idiot over here holding this skewer. And it, <laughs> why is it so funny? He it's just like the delivery, the way he says it. I'm I'm like an idiot over here holding this skewer. He doesn't know what to do with this skewer. Um, and then again, uh, he uh, Larry David gets mad about the fact that Ben Stiller said uh, no gifts, and then goes off <laughs> on one at uh one of the guests who's also in the musical with larry and ben uh he's talking to her and he's like you shouldn't be holding a birthday party two weeks after your birthday what's the <laughs> statute of limitations there okay three days but then there's got to be a cutoff point are you so desperate for a party that they have to have a party two weeks later wait till next year you missed it like <laughs>
0: It's funny because uh. there's this there's a similar episode, which has actually come up at my work. Um, and shout out to a friend of mine who's a big Curb Your Enthusiasm friend at work. And Royna brought up, she's like, have you ever seen that episode where Larry asks, like, what is the statute of limitations for wishing somebody happy new year? Because <laughs> it, like somebody that he was talking to wishes someone happy new year. And it's like the end of January. And he's like, no, you've got, you know, three, four days tops.
3: <laughs> otherwise it's just
0: weird why are you wishing somebody (laughs) happy new year and now because of that i can't hear some it's like we were on calls together and we were taking a poll from people and some people were like well i would do it until february and i had that moment where i had to get off the zoom camera and be like february is she for real
1: (laughs) (laughs) three days way too late three days tops (laughs) oh my god like uh it's just so funny but it's also relatable because i have thought about these things and maybe i haven't (laughs) gone on a rant about it like this but i have definitely thought like shoot am i really not supposed to bring a gift does this person not mean no gifts also too i have been that person at a party standing around with a skewer toothpick (laughs) yes being like we 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 all have we We all have yeah, what and there's no like
0: trash or anything to put it No trash. No no, no like plate to put plate? it down.
1: It's yeah bad form,
2: bad form. It's bad, bad
1: form. It's bad form. Now at my dinner parties, if you come over to my dinner
2: parties <laughs> yeah. and I have a toothpick
1: situation, <laughs> I specifically put out a bowl for you to drop the toothpicks so, so you don't have to be like Yeah, you don't have to be like Larry
2: David I, walking around like an I was going to get into uh catering um uh technique, which is when you oh. when you uh when you do make skewers to be handed out as hors d'oeuvres at parties. You generally want to make the skewer only one to two bites so that the the guests can eat it immediately and put the skewer into a receptacle immediately. And if you notice, Larry David's, uh, you know, Ben Stiller's party, I guess, you know, he's a rich movie star. So that was like four or five bite skewer. It was. You know, like... if it's a four fight bite, bite skewer the the server is not going to stand there waiting for you to no. finish this thing awkwardly they got gonna... they
1: got things to do places yeah. to be yeah so the Order chef is to, to blame there yeah that's true <laughs> that's true larry david that would be another episode where larry david literally just says what you just said <laughs> and is like the chef well, is he's like, like this is too form. many too it's many just, bites too many just, bites it
2: should only be two bites and the server should wait for you right there and and then you can get rid of the skewer right away I'll tell you a story. I poked Ben Stiller in the eye one time because there was nobody there to take my skewer.
1: <laughs> that is literally what he would say and exactly I, how he would sound.
2: I didn't know I had this superpower to do a Larry David voice until today. Wow! I'm
1: glad you that we can help bring it out for you. Yeah, um, talented in so many ways, Brian. Talented I'm, in so many
2: ways. I'm so glad you brought up this episode um, because this is liter- that was literally my number two pick.
3: Ooh. <gasps> Yeah, wow. yeah. I was torn
2: between I... Porno Gill and and this one.
1: <laughs> um, I I love a lot of uh, Larry David episodes, and this one definitely sticks out to me. I love the way Ben Stiller reacts to him, um, as if the night couldn't get worse for uh, Larry walking around like an idiot with this toothpick uh, that he can't get rid of. This thing. Uh, they sing "Happy Birthday" to Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller clocks Larry across the room refusing. refusing to sing happy birthday (laughs) and Cheryl turns to him and is like why aren't you singing and Larry's just like I don't sing so it's very funny like I feel like that's again another relatable thing where you're like I don't know do we do we do this do we have to sing uh, a happy birthday there's a whole room full of people singing happy birthday do I need to do that too um this episode is just so funny like brian just reenacted uh, because Larry is walking around with this toothpick that he can't get rid of, uh, he goes to show an example of a golf swing and accidentally <laughs> hits Ben Stiller in the eye with the toothpick, and it is fantastic. <laughs> um, and that is only the midway point of that episode. Yes. It keeps getting crazier and crazier from there, if you can believe. And it. The, yeah. I, I don't,
2: I don't want to. This is yeah. your episode, yeah. but but yeah, you know what I mean. There's but, so much more. Yeah.
1: I mean, I could literally be here all night uh, <laughs> talking for the rest. The, the episode and why I love it. But like that, those moments, that moment, all of those moments that I just talked about are so relatable to me. They are things I've actually thought of. Um, and it... it- <laughs> it really just highlights again the comedic genius i think of larry david and that entire cast uh ben stiller again i think is a great add-on into that episode the way he reacts to larry david you just see him seething uh you could tell he does, just doesn't like larry <laughs> david and it's so funny um and then i'm just going to throw this in here uh suzy who is a uh Larry's best friends uh Jeff, Jeff's wife, sorry if I made that confusing, Susie, she's very funny. If you don't know who she is, you'll know exactly who I mean when you watch this show, but
3: <laughs> later on in the
1: episode because Larry of course pissed her off earlier in the episode, you know, Larry shows up to their house and he's like, "Hi Susie." And she replies, "What the fuck do you want, Larry?" <laughs> and it's just so funny. <laughs> that she replied that that's how she greets larry is what the fuck do you want larry um
0: it's just so good it's and just I so good i don't know how any of the other actors in the show can have a straight face with any dialogue with Susie's character because she's always <sighs> dressed ridiculously like i know the it's outfits so good that the wardrobe team puts her in are so crazy and ugly and over the top that it just is hysterical when she just walks in and then she's got this Foul mouth, and I was reading this uh, interview with her where she was saying that people that like the show and think that her character is so funny when she's like, "What the fuck you want, Larry?" That they'll stop her and ask her to swear at them. <laughs> and then like, what The fuck is wrong with you? Fuck you, you want Larry? idiot? <laughs> and she's like, "Sometimes I do it." She's like, "But sometimes I'm just in the grocery store and I don't feel like yelling at somebody." <laughs> the fuck
1: do you want larry <laughs> uh it's just so good like her delivery is perfect i think she's a fantastic uh addition to the cast she's just so funny but yep that's my favorite episode uh ben's birthday party season four <laughs> episode two give it a watch if you, you watch the uh, the entire series but that's my my favorite larry david moment michelle What is your favorite Larry David moment?
0: Um, I could pick probably so many episodes from the past, but I decided to go with the new season. And I know that you guys probably haven't watched the season yet. And for those who haven't watched it yet, I don't want to give too much away. But my number one Larry David episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm is from season 10, episode 10. It's called The Spite Store. And (laughs) uh, uh, I'll try and tell a little bit about it without giving all the – all the parts away but um there's a character who we've seen in previous seasons named mocha joe and he's like uh, this guy who runs a coffee cart on one of the lots that larry's working at and he kind of <laughs> becomes friends with mocha joe and Moka like joe. any character mocha joe the relationship between larry and mocha joe takes a turn mocha joe opens in season 10 um he opens Mocha Joe's, like a Starbucks. And uh, Larry goes there and Chef Brian, you can totally relate to this, that he's like, "Mm, these scones, are just, they're really, they're just more like a muffin. They're not a scone. Like he can't really call this a scone. (laughs) And then he orders the coffee and he tells Mocha Joe, like this coffee isn't hot. Like, that's that's weird that this is a coffee shop and it's not hot. And then he goes to sit at a table with, with uh, one of the, his roommate and friend, Leon, and the table's wobbly, which is probably everybody in the world oh pet peeve if you've been to a table, restaurant no. or a coffee shop or anywhere. And so- Long story, uh, very short, is that Larry tells Mocha Joe and Mocha Joe does not take it well. And so Larry, by all, like, means of money and time, he decides to open a Latte Larry's <laughs> right next door to Mocha Joe's.
3: <laughs> Where they serve
0: hot coffee and the tables are bolted down to the floor and they're never wobbly. <laughs> they serve scones that are actual scones um and my favorite oh my part God. is like the whole episode leads up to him opening this latte larry's because mocha joe doesn't want to ever believe that that larry's going to do this and then of course mocha joe's very offended but the episode opens with the today show saying oh you may have heard of larry david he's famous." actor director producer um but he's opened up his own coffee shop <laughs> they have a reporter going to latte larry's and they interview larry and they're like so you've done this and he's like yeah i've opened it it's a spite store <laughs> and as he's talking about the spite store and why he opened it the reporter goes well he's not the only one <laughs> and they have side oh characters God. of other Famous celebrities playing fictional versions of themselves who have opened their own Spite stores. And I cried oh laughing. My God, I think uh, this season 10 had everything for me. All of the seasons have, but this one was very relevant to uh, being on lockdown and COVID and people like mm. hoarding sanitizer. So it really has all <laughs> these moments for Larry. And then to culminate at the at the Spite store and that other celebrities are like, yeah, I opened up this deli cause I used to go to that deli over there and they, I had terrible service. And so I opened up my deli here and it's like a win for me every time somebody comes <laughs> into my deli. And I just, there was that moment where, and this actually happened to me recently. I was out with uh, a friend for dinner on Sunday night and we went to this restaurant tried this new place and the service was terrible so terrible um and i thought man spite store would really be great right next (laughs) to this (laughs) restaurant with their terrible service Mm. so it's it's got it all it's got it as far as like great side stories characters coming back and some i won't spoil it who's in this episode but there are some really (laughs) great just small antidotes of people that you won't even believe are in this episode
3: oh i'm <laughs> so excited
1: yeah i'm not fully I'm caught up to season 10 but i know michelle again because you're always hot with the Rex. um i'm gonna keep churning through uh the rest of Career enthusiasm to get to season 10 but like my god i that is so relatable everything you just said like who wouldn't want to open up a spite store let me just put that out there like if you had (laughs) the money and the resources to do that i i would do it tomorrow i would absolutely like go fuck with someone who was terrible (laughs) to me or off you know what i mean i would absolutely do that if i had millions of dollars oh
2: man i uh i didn't open up i didn't quite open up a spite store but uh you guys are reminding me of something oh. i did to somebody not too long
1: ago <gasps> tell us so tell us everything i went to
2: i went to a restaurant supply store some a place that i go to regularly mm-hmm. and um I, I i was looking for something very specific that i know that they have that i know also know that they probably don't sell very often it was just like a little miscellaneous part for a meat grinder and then um I went to one of the staff members and I said, "Do you have this part?" And without even blinking an eye, he just looks at me and he goes, "No, we don't have that part." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I know you have mm-hmm. this part. Yeah, I do you want to go look?" Here before, yeah. I was like, do you want to try? You want to like help me out? And he's like, "No, we don't have it." So I was so mm-hmm. fucking pissed. I went and I found the part, and then I I chased him down. I walked throughout the whole mm-hmm. store <laughs> looking sure for did. him. <laughs> you sure and, did. And then I said I said uh, and I made oh man, I this really is a Larry David moment. <laughs> so this this particular yes. employee, he's like he walks the aisles mm. of this restaurant supply. He doesn't really work behind the counter where they ring you up, but I purposely went to him and I said, "Hey, can you help me out with one of those knives under in the in the glass?" counter like i want to get one of those can you help me out and he's like sure so he had to go behind the counter in front of all his bosses and stuff and i was like oh actually forget it but guess what i found the part i asked you for that you said didn't exist in this <gasps> yes. store and i found it and i want to buy two of them oh <laughs> I don't my goodness. i don't know what came over me i love I was, it I you just so...
3: <laughs> had
0: you had, you were possessed by a saint larry david <laughs>
1: dear saint larry david uh please put uh the power of petty within me
3: Uh,
0: it's like in the intro of this episode like the 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 reporter from the today show is like what happens if you go somewhere and you get bad food or bad service well you could tell the tell the management you could write a bad yelp review or why would you do that? You could just open a spite store.
3: <laughs> I was like,
1: yes. Yes. I would do that. A hundred percent. hmm. hmm. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I, I just feel like sometimes Larry, David, his reactions are the way we would honestly like to react. I feel like I've gotten more Zen over the years, uh, <laughs> I definitely have chased down some hoodlums and Whole Foods who were stealing nuts from the uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the nut aisle where it's like, you know, uh, bag your own nuts or whatever. And I was like chasing them down like a granny being like, you got to pay for those nuts because they were <laughs> eating them in the Whole Foods. And I was oh like, the whole God. point is that you put it on the weight machine and you pay for what you just ate. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, but I feel like That is why I love watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because I get to watch someone else do it from the safety of my home. Watch someone be so petty uh, from the safety of my couch. Maybe that
0: means I'm like super petty. Um, And I love, I've said this before, I love a good revenge story. But this whole idea of that he dedicates so much of himself, his time, his money, just on something so petty and to put it right next door to the same <laughs> coffee shop, it's just it just makes me laugh every time this whole episode is so is so funny and in this interview, I guess early on when he was like in the midst of like season four, that he said that you, that's not how he is in real life, like some people really think that's mm-hmm. how he behaves and how he reacts to people, like in this episode, he sees um this real estate agent played by Paul Shear, and he's like and he just kind of gives this very subtle like uh how we would all react if we saw somebody that we didn't want to see but you're so close they're at the golf club so they have to talk (laughs) and I was like oh this is so relatable in his interview he's like this is not how I am in real life and he's like but if I had my choice that this is how I would act this is these are things that I would say these are the things that I would do um So it's really easy for me to step into this character, but I fully recognize if I did these things in real life that I would either be arrested or I would get like punched in the face.
1: It's true. It's so true. Very true. Um, We have talked our favorite Larry David moments, but we're Mm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do some honorable mentions of maybe some other Larry David moments that, Uh, captured our hearts or other curb your enthusiasm characters who just want to who just uh, always have those great one-liners or reactions to larry and uh also we're gonna tell you about a documentary featuring the man the myth the legend larry david all when we return Hey, it's Rebecca Lieb. And I'm Jason Horton. And we are Ghost Town, a show about weird history, hauntings, unexplained
0: events, true crime, and all kinds of bizarre phenomenon the world over. From unsolved murders to haunted manners. Satanic panic to internet mysteries. Buy a ticket to our abandoned amusement park.
3: A
1: VIP ghost pass to our haunted club? No. Bottle service.
2: We have new episodes of Ghost Town every Wednesday and Friday, and you can find Ghost Town wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. It is your girls, Michelle Veray, Kimberly Trong, and we are joined by chef Brian Sow. and we are talking Larry David. Now, Michelle, you told me, because, again, you are always the one who's <laughs> hip to things actually happening in the world, unlike myself. Um, you told me about this documentary coming out on HBO mm-hmm. called The Larry David Story, and it's a two-part documentary that premieres on March 1st, so probably will be coming out as this episode comes out and an early birthday present for me because my birthday is on March 2nd. So happy birthday to me. I get a Larry David documentary. I'm very excited. The trailer looks actually pretty sweet. Like it, it looks, um, very endearing. I think. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's got like a, you know, and then like watching the trailer, it got me, uh, it it, it, I don't know why it hit me, but Larry David looks like he's getting old, huh? Yeah. 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 Like when you go watch older
0: episodes, like I was watching an older episode today and I thought, oh, man, (laughs) he looks really young in this episode. I think it was like season three.
1: even his younger self is still bald and like, <laughs> like very skinny like uh but yeah he just there's something about his voice and the way he carries himself and um i really i don't know the trailer just looks very endearing i'm very interested to hear his story because michelle i think you told us this story on a previous episode about how um uh, when he worked at snl and like I, what was the story again (laughs) he used to
0: so before Seinfeld he was a writer Larry David was a writer at SNL and uh his jokes were always getting cut pretty consistently early on and so he had a beef with one of the producers and uh there was one night where they cut another joke of his and he was just like I've had it like I'm so sick of you cutting my jokes and he I think he said like Fuck this, I quit, and he walked out. And it plays out on um, one of the early episodes of Seinfeld where George is frustrated. I think he's doing real estate and <laughs> he gets frustrated and he just he up and quits. He or he has left real estate and gets a new job. Anyways, he quits this job. And um, in Seinfeld, George sees Jerry and is and Jerry's like, Why would you do that? You have like a good job, you're making good money. You needed this job why would you quit and that's exactly what happened to larry is that he got home and he had one of his fellow writers who's actually named kramer and cosmo kramer is based off his writing friend kramer was like just go Back The next day Go back to work And pretend like it never (laughs) happened (laughs) And so as Larry was telling this story In like this interview He just said So I went in And I just sat down at the writer's table And everybody's looking Which is kind of how uh, The Seinfeld episode plays out And so everyone was looking at him Like what are you doing here You just quit And then he pitched a joke And they just kind of accepted it Although in, in Seinfeld Spoiler alert I think george gets fired fired
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think,
0: which is a very oh. george costanza thing to happen but yeah that's what happened to larry in real oh, life is that he just pretended he never he never
1: quit <laughs> yeah but i think he was only on snl for like one season right um yeah. i think it didn't it didn't it wasn't a uh i don't know if it was a a career launcher for him i don't think anybody really thinks about Larry David in SNL you know what I mean I feel like he has built such a great legacy since that and it's such I don't know it's so crazy to think like that SNL was his start quote-unquote but he's mm-hmm. not really what he's known for like yeah. I don't associate Larry David with, with SNL but maybe it was because it was such a short part of his career
0: I don't know Brian do you have honorable mentions either other moments I know you said that Kim's number one choice was your number two choice do you have other Larry David predicaments that are honorable mentions for you or maybe non-Larry characters that are like at the top of your list
2: yes I'm going I'm so glad you asked me and I'm <laughs> glad that uh, this is the great segue uh, mentioning how Kim's uh, first pick is my second pick Uh, So within that same episode Mm -hmm. uh, that Kim was talking about season four, episode two, the Ben Stiller one, the birthday party, um, Kim mentioned that uh, Larry and Ben are in a play together, but there's also a piano player, (laughs) blind guy. (laughs) He's also another
1: favorite of mine.
2: Yes, he he is my favorite character, but also – his situation is one of my favorites of all the episodes I've seen so far. This dude is like, he I don't know, he kind of reminds me of like a turtle. <laughs> but it's so it's so hilarious because uh, he was in a previous episode before as well. But in this episode, he's like, this is my girlfriend. And uh, oh my she's God. a model. Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah, Rhonda. This is Rhonda. This is my girlfriend. And then when she walks away, he goes, isn't she beautiful? She's a model. And Larry, you know, he does this. Uh, you know, rather than he goes, she's all right. Yeah, she's all right. right. (laughs) She's all right. And then the blind guy ends up breaking up with her. Rude. (laughs) Because, Because she's not actually beautiful according to larry according david to larry. yeah
1: exactly quote unquote yeah yeah yeah. oh my yeah. god that yes the episode gets crazier um from there and that character what's his name blind uh well I, well he's a blind but i want to say his name's michael or Mike michael or yeah
2: I, I was actually uh, uh googling it just now michael, <laughs> yeah, slash michael. blind man
1: it is so funny the first introduction of that character uh i think it's in season one maybe
3: or season
1: two but yeah him and larry david and richard lewis help him like move into this apartment (laughs) or or something like that it's so ridiculous like what the heck and he's just it's just so good like i i Also, the other thing that we haven't yet talked about when it comes to Kirby Enthusiasm is like not not knowing if it's appropriate to laugh sometimes, you know what I mean? Because it's so, (laughs) you know, what I mean, it it toes the line of like, whoa, this is definitely politically uh, incorrect, as they would say. But um, yeah. Oh, my God. The blind blind Mike is uh, a very funny character. And (laughs) again, I also as I say that sentence out loud, I'm like, am I supposed to? Am I allowed to laugh at this? Is this this supposed to be funny?
2: Anyway, I mean, it gets worse. The episode after that, where it again involves blind Mike and uh, uh, the episodes called blind date, where (laughs) now Larry's (laughs) trying to find, you know, this guy, Mike is looking for a girlfriend and Larry happens to meet a Muslim woman who wears a, habib or i i forgot what the traditional dress is but she's completely Uh, covered up yeah Mm -hmm. hajib right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes and she's completely covered up so larry's like and she just so happens to be looking for a man and larry goes and was like she's perfect you know it's like no one no one knows what she looks like and neither will you so it'll work out great
1: (laughs) oh my god oh Oh my god (laughs) (laughs) again am Again, i allowed he, to like, laugh he, like and you hear that
0: and it's just exactly brian what you were saying at the beginning where it's like oh it's so cringeworthy but you're laughing at the same time and then you're yeah. like i'm sorry am i is my laughing like offend people <laughs> but his he's you know maybe his heart is in the right place when <laughs> he
1: says that yeah yeah right oh my uh. god yeah. Um I think this is kind of like the perfect segue into one of my favorite episodes uh and one of my favorite characters that is recurring. Michelle and I probably are going to mention the same per- the same character, but Wanda Sykes's character <laughs> yes. is an absolute show stealer all the time she just needs to give him a look she doesn't even have to say anything and it's perfect so the episode crazy Eye killa if you that was
0: my number two pick
1: as far as like a great episode it is a fantastic episode again another episode where i'm not sure if i'm allowed to laugh because it's so off the wall ridiculous but larry david befriends i think wanda sykes's boyfriend at the time who is this it's rapper like they just got engaged and and he's oh yeah like talking about kind of messing
0: around behind her back at the very beginning <laughs> of the episode and Larry's like oh but you're engaged and then of course larry gets blamed for things falling apart later
3: on
1: (laughs) oh my god and like the things that like wanda sykes points out with larry david and like his racism like she always catches him in some like very poorly timed like (laughs) uh what feels like a a racist move on his part an unintentionally racist uh uh uh, moment and it's so funny because you you witnessed what led up to that and you're like oh he didn't intend for that but she just so happened to walk in at that moment you know what I mean and just her saying his
0: name it like cracks me up every time
1: Larry David (laughs) um (laughs) she's (laughs) so good
0: there's a really funny uh Seinfeld episode I'm trying to think of which season and episode it, it is but it's like a very small thing that happens and I think uh jerry is out and about and he sees the he's talking to somebody and he see he they're talking about where they could go like to a restaurant a nearby restaurant and they wanting they're wanting chinese food and so he sees um the postman like from behind and so he goes oh excuse me you'll know you know i don't know this neighborhood but you'll know do you know where we could find some chinese food and the um the mail delivery guy turns around and he's Chinese. And he's like, oh, you think, cause I'm Chinese. I know where's good Chinese. when he's like, no, 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 no. I just mean the, you know, the neighborhood. And it turns into this big thing. Cause obviously out of context, it does sound racist. And uh, Jerry's like, no, no, I, I didn't mean it like that. I just, you know, the neighborhood.
1: It's so the, funny. The it's just so funny. It's so funny. Um, But oh. yeah, I love Wanda Sykes on this show. I love, um, Susie Essman. Again, as I said before, like her, the way she greets Larry, what the fuck you want, Larry? Um, uh, what the fuck do you want, Larry? I'm gonna have to fix my impression of her. It's so, so funny. She's another show stealer for me. 100%. Uh, hands down, those two women are show stealers. Michelle. (laughs) <laughs> What's your honorable mention this uh, for this episode? my Honorable
0: mention. Oh, he's a show stealer. Good old Leon. He is Larry's, he becomes Larry's roommate and friend in later episodes, played by JB Smoove. You can see him in the new <laughs> Spider-Man movies if you want more JB Smooth in your life. Apparently he's yes. like a big comic book nerd uh guy, and he's really was excited to be cast in Spider-Man. Um Aww. but he, I was reading an interview with him and he was saying, listing all the things that made him laugh recently. And and he said, sometimes on Curb, I don't know <laughs> how it's going to play out. He's like, I mm-hmm. don't spend that much time with, you know, the whole setup for what the that episode is. He's like, I just come in, I do my bit, and then I leave, which is very much mm-hmm. a very Leon thing to say. Um, but I love <laughs> Leon and Larry together because without you can't have one without the other. Larry's cooking up something or he's gotten involved with something that's like 10 Lies Deep and leon will fully support him and like get you a friend like leon who <laughs> will fully mm-hmm. support you mm-hmm. in your crazy decisions and sometimes leon is trying to help him get out of these bad situations but especially in the latest season season 11 <laughs> like they they've cooked up some schemes in the most recent episodes of how you know like an app that could make them money and um of course, it never really works out, but there's this one um <laughs> there's this one incident, and I think it's a season eleven and uh Larry feels like, you know what? I don't think it's right if somebody is like a contractor or doing construction, and they're taking advantage of like Cheryl, his ex wife in the show, and so he's just like taking advantage of these women because they don't know any better, and he's like, I think." <laughs> should have something called house husbands where a guy could show up and do the negotiations on behalf of the woman (laughs) with the contractor or whomever's, you know, talking about, oh, it's so expensive and you have to do this work and you have to pay me this much money. And so- both Leon and Larry think Le- Leon is the house husband and he's fully dedicated to it. And that episode of him being the house husband, just I was like, one well, that's kind of a genius idea. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. How do I hire uh, me one of them? Yeah, like, Get me one of them. Um, but you'll see how it plays out if you when you watch um, season 11 um, to f- to find out uh, how their how their scheme works.
3: oh my god anybody's
0: whoever has worked with a contractor or construction um they touch on that a little bit in that season and so it's very relevant for anybody uh, who's gone through it (laughs) yes i'm I'm going through
2: a little bit of that right now i i need a i need a house husband (laughs) to deal with these contractors it
1: it doesn't have to be a hetero doesn't have to be heteronormative Oh, exactly. House husband. Exactly. House husband goes both House ways. House
0: husband. I just think it's and so I love JB's move and I love him in it as as Leon and all the hijinks. <laughs> and that Larry supports him. I don't know. It might be the same episode or at least it's in season eleven is that Leon confesses to Larry that he likes watermelon, but he doesn't want to tell people because he's black and he feels like it would become a thing. Yeah. And so Larry like actively takes him to the grocery store and makes a big show of it. And is like, can't this man just buy watermelon in peace? Is that okay with everyone here? And, and then of course, Leon the whole time is like, thanks, man. I feel so supportive. I feel like you've really supported me working through this that I can like buy this and not be embarrassed or have somebody make comments and so I love the two of them (laughs) together and again, I'm always reading for him. I'm always hoping that it works
2: out. You know, what's funny is, uh, I, I, was, I watched seasons one through three non-stop and uh, I was like, I was so curious about the later season, so I think I randomly put on, like, season eight or nine, and all of a sudden, like, Cheryl's not in the picture, and there's this dude, Leon. I have zero context, <laughs> but I just, I agree with you. I just love their chemistry, and I, I, wa- I walked into that season blind not knowing the context of how Leon shows up, but you're right, they have amazing chemistry and they're (laughs) so much fun to watch
0: they really do and i feel like and i know that we've talked about this um in other ways about how it's it's not always fully scripted and so in in, you can kind of see sometimes when someone starts breaking or Mm -hmm. someone's trying out some part of a line or a bit that the other person isn't expecting and i feel like (laughs) most recently if leon uh, leon's character is kind of going off the rails and being very over the top you can see that larry is trying to keep it in it's really trying hard not to break and laugh at what they're talking about because because the, they have a really funny dynamic as they spend more time together
1: i think that's actually a really good point that is another reason i think i enjoy curb your enthusiasm is you know that there de- there's definitely improvisation there's no actual scripts right it's like outlined right but uh the joy that you see on larry david's face you can see his joy when he's like doing some of these bits you're like oh he is having so much fun like it like he won't necessarily break but there are moments where you're like you can see him smiling from ear to ear saying something because he knows it's so ridiculous like it's so so (laughs) ridiculous and that the situation that is playing out is so crazy um again one of the my uh, my favorite things about larry david is just his uh his delivery and the fact that you can see like the joy in him as like a writer and performer in those moments, which is really cool
0: well and I'm not gonna lie I love the early season the early season I loved all of them I thought they were so great I couldn't get enough of them I could still go back and laugh just as hard seeing them for like a second or third time and I was a little bit skeptical when what was it in the end of 2018 or 2020 when they're like oh we've got a new season coming out and I thought it's kind of like some of these other shows that are doing like reboots or like you know sequels whatever you want to call them and I thought oh is it gonna be as funny and I will say that I don't want to temper anybody's expectations too high but they've really hold, held on to this idea of the season the whole entire season coming full circle and bringing mm. like topical elements into it and having it be you know that the equal amount of like cringeworthy and funny and like Am I supposed to laugh at this, but this is also relatable? So I've thought this or I've said this, so I get it, mm. I've been in this situation. Um, and so the the I've been pleasantly surprised at the the new season because I was a little bit worried that it wouldn't live up to my expectations from previous seasons.
3: Mm.
1: Dang. Friends, we have talked everything larry david i mean we could be here all night talking about larry david but we're not going to do that to you because you probably want to go watch this show or continue <laughs> watching the show or starting start i don't know start the show i don't know where you're at i don't know why you're listening to a larry <laughs> david <all>. episode if, <laughs> if you, you haven't have watched, watched any watch curb. curb your enthusiasm maybe you've
0: Seinfeld. oh my gosh yeah. there's so many episodes it's nuts
1: I mean, I mean, we should do an episode just on Seinfeld because I, I feel like, I, I feel like I quote, I quote moments from Seinfeld as examples in my life, like all the time. I'm like, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where, and people are like, uh, "What are you talking about?" Anyway, my,
0: well, I will say, and I don't know if you guys want to share if you have one that is like a particular quote, but my favorite Seinfeld quote is where yes. Kramer does the movie phone and. <laughs> for those people who don't know you used to have to call in, you could call a number back in the day from a landline to get the movie listing because <laughs> there wasn't such a thing as a smartphone and um, or Kramer the internet or <laughs> the internet and Kramer thinks it's a really great way to I don't I, I don't know make no, money his or just phone like number. hustle
1: no his phone number gets mixed up yeah in like the phone book with the movie phone number
0: so it's people like are calling his phone 800 number 800 movie filk or something like that instead yeah, of film so that- they like <laughs> Call him by accident, and of course and he, he can't leans tell into the dial Yeah, he leans into he it. He leans and into it, like the movie times. times. And so it's I always sorry. quote. Actually, there's a couple quotes, but this one might hit the top of my list. Where he's trying, people are like pressing the numbers, and he can't tell what movie they're requesting. And so he goes, "Why don't you just tell me the movie that you want to see?" Because <laughs> he can't differentiate between someone it's pressing so a one or a two. And I think. Uh, I think that's very funny. My
2: my favorite it's Seinfeld episode impression. is the man hands. Oh, I, I, I just forgot. watched that one. <laughs> I forgot who was, I think it was Jerry. Yeah. You know, the girl he was dating had man hands. <laughs> oh,
0: and yeah. Like, they would always
2: zoom in on the hands. And, you know, and it's like clearly
0: it was... like male hands. <laughs> yeah. And she's like ripping yeah. the lobster apart. <laughs> <laughs> she's ripping the bread and she's like, do you want some? And it's got like these red nails. Uh, and I'm like, oh my so God, good. I can't.
1: I can't. It's so good. My favorite Seinfeld episode um is a little bit of a trip but very long story short if you guys remember the episode where Kramer accidentally spills coffee on himself uh <laughs> It's like a Starbucks kind of situation, right? It's like a big coffee it's chain. It's too hot, yeah. And it, and so uh, then he starts working with an attorney that's meant to be a joke of Johnny Cochran, the real attorney who um, shows up I in forget- many episodes. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. so funny. That that comedian is just so funny. Of course, I'm blanking on his name right now, but uh, this guy plays a Johnny Cochran S type attorney who's like, "Oh, we need to sue them because now you have like a burn from you know this coffee." So cut to like <laughs> negotiations between. Kramer's attorney and the like the, the, coffee, the coffee company's people? attorneys yeah. and they're in some conference room or whatever and the coffee company's attorney speaks up and is like okay Mr. Kramer we're so sorry about this incident we definitely would love to um, uh, compensate you for uh, uh, this uh, horrendous act and uh, as uh, our As a part of our offer, we are going to offer you a lifetime supply of coffee. And and before he can even finish his sentence, Kramer jumps across the table and slaps the man's hand and shakes and is like, you got a deal.
0: Because that was like their starting offer because they were going to offer him. They're like, we'll start at like half a million and then go up to like three or four if we need to. And <laughs> they don't like, even get yes. to the money.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, that is like an episode that I quote all the time where I'm like, yes, I got a deal. Like where I feel like I'm that person who's like before they even finished the offer, I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take the lowest offer. You know what I mean? The very first offer. Yeah, I won't so even I hear feel, you out. I'll just take I, it. <laughs> so funny and then the rest of the episode is just Kramer amped up to like you know the 10th degree because now he's on coffee all the time because <laughs> he has a lifetime supply of coffee that he can now consume and it is just so so funny
0: there's actually an episode I watched recently that <laughs> almost is like I get I don't know art you know life reflecting art and what's, <laughs> the episode is that Um, George goes to meet his like future in-laws and they go to dinner and his he brings his parents with him and his dad brings a marble rye and they don't put it out so out of spite that George's (laughs) dad Mr. Costanza takes the marble rye home with him and so George is like mortified (laughs) and he's like oh my god I can't believe you took it home you should have just left you there his dad's like Sarah. why they didn't they didn't put it out and so later on Jerry take wrestles a mar- the last marble rye from the bakery out of the hands of this like old woman and he says something like give me the marble rye you old bag and I always just think that's like such a such a funny thing and um, I probably shouldn't say who it is but there was an incident in our family where somebody came no, with no. a um a prime rib for like a a fancy meal and rather than leave the prime rib for everybody to enjoy because obviously there was there were leftovers said person like wrapped it up and tucked it under their arm and left our house and it's like legendary in our house about (laughs) about taking food that you bring that you would you know, since we're with the, with the chef today, I, I it takes all kinds. But I always think that's such like a funny antidote.
2: <laughs> wow, well, it's this. perfect. And now well, it's perfect.
1: Taking it home,
2: <laughs> I am guilty of that exact situation. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: I'm like, hey, it's perfectly good. You're not going to eat this. All right.
2: Uh, I went with I my wife I like to. It. <laughs> I went to my uh, went with my wife to one of her friends' Thanksgiving parties. You know, a lot of uh, Elise is from Malaysia, and a lot of her friends are from out of the country. They don't have family here, so every year they get together and do like a friends' giving, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I thought there were going to be a lot more people than actually showed up, so I brought two fully cooked turkeys oh, for wow. this party, right? And they they barely got through the first one, so there was this one full turkey was completely untouched so i took it back home right yeah but that makes sense perfectly good turkey but but funny thing is there is one particular friend uh within this group who is no longer in new york but he's notoriously known to be incredibly cheap (laughs) and he actually got upset at me for taking the turkey Yeah, that I took the turkey back because he wanted to take the turkey. <laughs> but home. it was
0: untouched. See, that doesn't apply. He oh, can't okay. be mad at you. See, <laughs> it was, you brought it. It was
1: untouched. <laughs> He's like, You brought it as a gift to the party, and the party <laughs> should decide who takes that the gift. The party yeah, should less, be me. Yeah. Although oh I have been God. at dinner
0: with somebody, speaking about incredibly cheap, this is many years ago, who was, he was like the date of somebody else. And I Uh-oh. wasn't taking my food home because I was going somewhere. And I want to say I was like at a Benihana's or something. And he was like, Can I, are you going to take that? And I was like, No, I, I can't because I was going somewhere and I couldn't. And he was like, Can I take it? And I was like, For real? <laughs> <laughs> like, just gonna take my food? We don't even know each other. <laughs>
1: uh, that is very good. I, funny enough, I've had a similar situation like this recently, but I loved it. <laughs> because i hate wasting food okay like if you know me you know i hate wasting food i've got like a piece of salmon sitting in the fridge stinking up my fridge because i'm like i can't throw it away yet uh it's not <laughs> fully bad yet i have to keep it until it's
2: dry aging
1: <laughs> <laughs> dry
0: aged salmon
1: for your yeah. cat dry. for your cat it's totally fine yeah. oh my god it will probably kill him <clears throat> at this point but uh i went out for korean barbecue all you can eat and I'm always that person who's like, okay, let's not over order, you know, let's like order a bit at a time. Like, you know, let's not go hog wild in the beginning. I even say to like the servers of it, like, can I get a half portion? Like, don't give me the full portion. Just give me a half portion. Cause I, that's how much I don't like wasting food. Uh, we get, you know, beef bagogi, we get some brisket or whatever, and we eat it. And it's like me and my girlfriends, and we're just chatting and blah, blah, blah. And uh, one of uh, one of my friends, she's Korean, and this has nothing to do with it. But it was just so funny, because like, we're like an hour goes by now We're the food's getting cold, you know what I mean? We've already like had our we've stuffed our faces. uh, Everybody's like nice and satiated. uh, And on my plate, it's like a single slice of beef bago- bagogi that I left that I hadn't eaten. And I swear to God, now it's like an hour and 15 minutes into our dinner. And my friend Christina goes, Hey, you gonna eat that? And I look down and I go, This, this piece of bagogi? And she's like, Yeah, you
3: gonna eat that? And I'm
1: like, No, you can't. The way she was looking at it is and she's like sorry i've just been staring at that piece of beef for, for like the last half hour wondering if you were gonna eat it <laughs> and i just loved her so much more in that moment that she was like listen let me have that piece of beef on your plate because why the hell not let's share the love
2: uh, let's share the I'm go for uh korean barbecue now i that sounds I'm really good the
0: place that kim uh, has taken to me and taken me in la is so good
1: so now shout like... out to bud namu in Koreatown.
0: <laughs> if you are in
1: los angeles go to go get yourself <laughs> stuffed at bud namu uh in Koreatown. it is the best um
3: chef, i'm so always excited that pleasure. we had you always
1: back.
2: A yes it was so good to be back thank you for having me and uh yeah this was a blast i fucking love larry david and everything he's done and uh yeah i i, I can't wait to i'm on season four so there's a lot for me to dig into oh. I, I can't wait so
1: much more so much more i mean you're <laughs> at the tip of the iceberg as they say you really are you yeah. really are and it makes me
0: want to go back and watch old episodes particularly uh when ben
1: stiller has his birthday party oh it's so girl it's so funny uh brian how can people follow you uh and remind us again of your sandwich shop that Mm -hmm. is uh just opened or is opening as this podcast comes out
2: so the sandwich shop is called mission sandwich social our social media handle is mission sandwich uh it's on you know we're on all major uh social media platforms instagram tiktok twitter facebook Um, You can find more of me at Chef Brian Sao, Sao spelled T as in Tom, S-A-O. I do have a web series on YouTube called Pro Chef Reacts. I get a little crazy. Gotta watch it. uh, Yeah, uh, the latest episode I review, uh, the episode's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, so it'll be out by the time this, this episode comes out. I uh react to Uncle Roger reacting to yes. other chefs.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, Asian on Asian comedy. I <laughs> love
1: it. I love
0: it. Cause who in their right minds washes rice after they cook it? A Please, crazy okay? person. Associate. Hiya. That's <laughs> what
3: Uncle
1: Roger would say. Hiya.
2: Hiya, niece <laughs> and nephew, we watch a new video. <laughs> well, what's so funny is you know, my wife's Malaysian, so like oh yeah what, a lot of what uncle roger the way he speaks is literally how elise's uncles sound so I mean, yeah,
1: it's just <laughs> uncle roger yeah. so good um again what a pleasure having you chef brian uh come back anytime please come back anytime so and, much fun uh, michelle how would you say this uh episode went down you know our, our, our first episode back in a while Pretty,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty good. In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally. And feel free to slide into those DMs.
1: Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush
0: Fictionally with original music by the talented Edith Mudge. Artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock. And produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real.